Hello, welcome back to the Lost Legends of Scadriel Mistborn Adventure Game Podcast. I'm your host and narrator, Trevor. You can find me online at Fifth of Daybreak, and with me I have just one of the Lost Legends today. Hi, my name is Brian, and my character's name is Tajmil. Going solo today. So, you have just left the hideout. Everyone decided that they're going to go and do their own thing. What is it that Tajmil wants to do? Hmm. Why don't I go and see if I can't get in contact with some of the people that I know in the un underworld and see if I can't, if they don't have any uh, quick heists or something that they need lifted. Make, okay. Make a, make a dime fast. Do you have any uh, particular person in mind? Would it have been a, a fence that you worked with or uh, a spy? Or... Well, kind of. See, there's this barkeep that I know, and uh, he always was... Well, he, he was always was a good set of eyes for something that I might be interested in, let's just say. Okay. And how long ago did you meet him? Probably, oh, five years ago. Okay. Was he uh, part of a, a integral part of your thieving crew's operation? Like, did he know, know everybody? Not really. He, okay, he always was someone that I knew in the area, and uh, he just was a, just was a kind individual, and when uh, I helped him out a couple times with some people that ransacked his bar and got his stuff back. So he always was nice to me after that. One clarification. Were you one of those people who had ransacked his bar? Um, no, but I knew the, I knew the, I knew the fellas that did. Does he have a name? Um, I always just called him Bob, but I'm pretty sure it was William. What, so, what's a good uh, name? What's a good Bob, name? What's a good? I don't. Bob works. Bob works. All right. All so, right. Uh, Bob works in a small up and coming tavern. Uh, he doesn't keep it too clean just because he doesn't want to attract the wrong sort of folk. Uh, you know, this is this is for the ska, his people. You know, they're not a race anymore, but they still are a, a heritage and not necessarily a culture. Just I wouldn't call oppression necessarily a culture, but. There's still a lot of resentment between the nobles and the Ska that just hasn't been overcome yet. And Bob is definitely a, a man of the people. He's with the Ska. He, uh, about 50 years old. He's got the ring of bald hair, shock white around the west of his head, but tries to keep it well kept except for his long beard, which is salt and pepper. And you find him at the front of the bar like you usually do, uh, cleaning that one piece of counter and ignoring all of the dust around the rest of the area. Hey, Bob, how you doing? Hey, boy, what up? Oh, no, just, just the kidding. usual. Like, I gotta redo that voice. Dajmeel, my friend, how have you been? Oh, I've been good. Hey, why don't you give me the usual glass of cold milk? Oh, I keep one in the back just for you. And he uh, opens a door and steps in and grabs a uh, little jug of milk and brings it back out, puts it on the counter. But you know I know that you always have to pay first before I give it to you. Ah, uh, here you go. And then I just, like, flip a coin to him and get it to land on the edge so it stands upright. Uh, give me a... We'll make that a coin shot roll. All right. So how many... Uh, five dice plus one for your quick hands. Okay, I got two threes, two twos, a five, and a six. Uh, I did set the difficulty at three and one nudge, so yeah, you got that. It uh, 
kind of flips through the air and then bounces once, and you give it the tiniest little nudge with your steel pushing, and it writes the coin, and it stands there on the edge of the bar, and Bob claps. Oh, fantastic, fantastic. I missed having oh, you around. You're, you're the best barkeep a, uh, a guy could ask for. Hey, Bob, I got a question for you, old buddy. You don't know of any jobs around here that need done. I've got a little bit of downtime and was thinking maybe uh, I ought to sharpen my skills since the group I've been running with lately is a little more on the straight and narrow than what I'm used to. Hmm. What kind of job are you looking for? Well, I don't know if you uh, know of any shipments coming in the area to maybe some of your competition that you could uh, direct me to. You know, you know how I am. I operate in all types of business, so it doesn't matter if we're talking about mead, or if we're talking about seed, or if we're talking about cheese, or uh, some form of currencies. <laughs> you know, I think I know just the thing. There was a man in the other day who said that House Ladrian had gotten into the metal mine business. And they were sending out a whole shipment of gold bracers to Dryport. I'm sure that if you had uh, had some sort of information on when their shipments were to come in and out, you might be able to coordinate that with a time when they might uh, get lost in translation. I just start rubbing my hands together. Now that now we're talking, and then I I like shake his hand and I say. Uh, Bob, I love you like a brother. And then I just storm out the door and, and, uh, or I, I slam my milk really quick because I don't want to be wasteful. But, and then I like fly out the door and I, uh, start, uh, headed towards the, towards, initially towards the, uh, place. What was the name of it that you said? Um, the house that is shipping something out by a canal boat is House Ladrian. Okay, House Ladrian, so I probably had to wherever they keep their port at for shipping and receiving. And uh, it'd probably be around the same docks that you guys have been to a couple times now. Okay. So, so I would, I'd scout it out, and I'd see if I can't find somebody that works there, but not approach them. Just, just see what they're doing. You look around the docks, and you find uh, that there's several people working. Um, there's the one manager that you recognize is just locking up the shop for the night as he goes home. Um, he, he had the little admin building where you had, uh, before, and then you recognize Palco and he was the guy who took you over to Dryport that you left to go find the other boat and a couple of his sailors working. And then you see a messenger boy who is, uh, holding some messages that the harbor master gave him. Um, as the harbor master is closing up the door and getting ready to leave. Okay, so I would approach the messenger boy, and I'd be like, "Hey, kid, what's that? You, your, uh, what's that in your hands?" Oh, it's none of your business, sir. Messages for other. Well, places. wait a minute. Wait a minute. Um, I, I actually work here. Um, maybe it, I ain't never seen use before. I'm a new uh, boat hand. I'm a, I'm I'm one of the sh I'm the new guy that they've got uh, working in the ship. We're we're expecting a pretty big shipment of some gold though. This wouldn't happen to be the bill of lading for that, would it? Uh give me a charm roll minus 1 for your shifty eyes. So 3 uh, 
it you have a roll of two and you're at negative one nudge. So wait, so wait, how many dice is that? Uh you you've got a you've got two dice. Oh, you two dice. Really All right. well. Oh boy. Good lord, this is not going to end well. I got a three and a six. Uh, he looks at you, and then he looks over at the retreating form of the harbor master, and he starts running for the harbor master. Oh boy. Um, I just uh. Oh man. Oh boy. I am. Um, okay. All right. I'm going to have Sonichu and act like he's talking and, uh, uh, just, just stand off to the side and, and observe the, what the boy and the harbor master are, how they're interacting and stuff. And I'm going to play it off. Uh, like, uh, I didn't say anything. This was all my bird. I have no idea what this kid is talking about. They read the weird books these days and about, you know, so you're you're saying any, you're just kind of staying near the uh, the admin building, or where did you go? Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna approach them as I'm acting like I'm fighting the bird inside of my jacket or something like that, and uh, at, you know, basically make it seem like I'm trying to calm it down, even though that I'm just agitating the hell out of it. And as I walk towards the harbor master and the the messenger boy. Okay, uh, you kind of see the messenger boy tugging at him as you're walking up and, like, putting on this whole big show. And you see uh, the harbor master lean down and lets him whisper in his ear. And then he looks over at you and he just calls out, Hey! Shove off! What are you talking about? Um, I haven't, I haven't introduced myself. Well, he's, like, and, a good uh, distance I'm... away still. Okay, and, like, I, just I, I just walk up to... Pardon? And he he like yelled that to you and then turned around and started walking again. Okay, I would I would make I I I'd stop irritating Sonichu and then I'd make my way towards him, and uh, I would say to the boy as I'm passing him, "Listen, young man, I am sorry for how my bird reacted back there." And then just without missing a beat, go right up to the harbor master. And say, excuse me, sir, um, I am someone here who is interested in speaking with you, and I don't appreciate your, um, uncouth behavior. Hey, you're the guy that tried to steal Algren's boat, right? You heard me shove off. Oh, wait, that's no way, that's no way to treat a, that's no way to treat a close friend. Come on, Look, if you got business, you got to come back during open business hours. I'm going home. Leave my messenger boys alone and kindly shove off. Wait, 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 wait. Let's say I know something about your house that uh, doesn't look too uh, doesn't look too nice. Maybe it uh, behooves me to start releasing this information to uh, the town criers and. Buddy, say this, word gets this, is the, this is the city docks. I don't work for a house, and even if I did, I'm oh, just Scott. Well, I don't care uh, what happens to them. Shove oh. off. Um, I've got a bird I can interest you in if I can get uh, some information on what that messenger boy was up to. He, he's just going to turn around and walk away. Uh, then I, did, I, I would just slouch down, and I would... What time of day is it right now? Uh, it is getting towards evening, like late dusk. 
Okay, I would do my best. Is it possible for me to find out what direction the messenger boy went? Give me a wits roll. That is four. Four. I've got two fives and two ones. Yep, you beat him. Uh, So you spot him kind of disappearing around a corner. Okay, I would shoot over there, and uh, I actually would do more than that. As he's rounding the corner, I would try to do uh, the steel running or the uh, and do and jump so that I make it. You can definitely make it in front of him with your steel running perk. Okay, I would do that, and I, but I would want to be there, so as he rounds the corner, I'm just sitting there flipping a coin with a big uh, uh, devious smile on my face. You heard the mister, you need to leave me alone. He's going to try Listen, and run around Listen, kid, um, what's that? What? He, he tries to run around you. I would, um, I would put, I, I, I'd have Sonichu, uh land on him, and I would keep a brisk pace with him as he's walking in whatever direction. And say, <laughs> Give me a listen. charm roll to try and oh, convince Sonichu to listen. Oh boy, is that now? That's that's two, right? Yep, that's two. Oh boy! Since you don't I have got a stunt a two for and a uh, Sonichu, yeah, he doesn't listen. Flaps around the oh. alleyway, saying, "Octong, octong." Um, I I would just keep a brisk walk with the with the the kid, and I I I would I would try my best to play it off. Maybe you know a little bit. Uh, little bit, just try to, but I, I would say to the kid, like, hey, listen, this is really important. I'm working on a story right now, and I need your help. That guy wasn't even the harbor master. <laughs> okay, give so, me another charm roll. <laughs> oh my god, no. I got a three and a five. Oh no. <laughs> Nope, you got a nudge. So I, I, I wait. So that worked. He is the harbor master. You're a liar and a bully, and you need to leave me alone. Listen, this guy has convinced a lot of people of some stuff, but this is important. All right, now I'm working within a private investigation agency, and we had a tip that there was going to be an interception of a a shipment of gold going through that harbor. And we have reason to believe that that man that you were talking to is actually leading the heist. Give me a wits roll for this one. That's four. Four? Uh, Two threes, a two, and a four. Listen, if there's something wrong with Mr. Palco's ship, then you can go talk to him, but leave me alone. And no, he's no, try no, no, one no, more no. time to run past you. Palco is the... Uh, okay, wait, wait. He tries to run past me? Yeah. Okay. Um, Let's make this physique wearing? versus physique this time. Okay. So that is... Four, three, three, three four. Three. Four. Right. Four. All right. I got two ones, a two, and a four. Yeah, you beat him, so you grab him by the shoulder again. Listen, this is really important, and if I have to, I will 
turn you over to the authorities for trying to impede an investigation, little boy. Um, this is important that I get the information that I need from this, or a lot of people are going to be out of a lot of money real fast. What was it that he whispered in your ear after you gave him the, the parcels? I noticed that back there on the docks. Uh, give me one more physique roll. Four dice. I got a four and a two. He He's kicking you. Take one point of damage. Ow, you little brat. Um. Okay, after this point, what is the kid wearing? I, I would, like, grab my shin, and I'd be like, Ow, damn it, that was the knee I got shot in earlier. That's what you get for being a bully. He goes and he tries to kick you again. I would uh try my best to dodge it, but... Depending on what he's wearing, I would think about coin shotting this kid so that I do a multi shot and it actually sticks, goes through his clothes and sticks him to a wall, basically, or whatever. Some something that <laughs> you're around. shooting a coin at this kid, this poor messenger boy who's done nothing to you and has actually given you some useful information. Yes, I mean, I want to know what the secret is. There was no <laughs> secret. I don't know what you're oh, talking sh- about. Uh, well, you said that he whispered in his ear something, and I the the boy that. whispered to the harbor. Oh, okay, all right, when, all right. When they were right. past the docks. So after he kicks me a second time, I'll be like, um, "Ah, get lost!" And then uh, I, 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 I guess I would just, uh, I guess I would. It, it's it's a house Ladrian, right? House Ladrian. Yeah, I, I would. I would. Uh, is there any insignia on their ships that would indicate that? Um, I will say with the trade secrets you already have from House Ladrian, you could figure out which crate would be, like, which crates would be theirs, and of those, which one would contain the gold bracers. Okay. Now, another question, too. I know I can push on steel, but what is metal? Like, would I be able to go through go there and cuz i mean obviously they probably would have other boxes or other crates and stuff for the same house mm-hmm. it, i mean if they're dealing with gold bracers you think but i mean would there be a way for me to basically identify these things have this spotted and try and go in for this just a plain old smash and grab uh you you'd have to go in to find it but thanks to the trade secrets you have there was a shipping manifest for this shipment in there and that uh, that will give you the exact crate that you want, but you you have to go in to identify it. Right on. So then I I'd head to the shipyard. I'd head to wherever they have the uh the crates before they're to be loaded. Okay, and it is still light out. Um, you can tell that they're getting getting shipped and getting ready to leave. Uh, just based on the amount of time that he rode for the first time, he would still he would still go down the river a little ways before calling it a day, uh, and before the light completely was gone. You just know that he doesn't like to travel at night. So he's probably going to end up leaving before sunset actually occurs, and it will still be light out when you go in. Okay. What what manner of infiltration are you trying to do? Well, I'm thinking if I know an exact location of it, 
I was wondering if I could coin shot up in the air and then like second coin shot back down to the ground, like right in front of it in one foul swoop without having to do any uh, maneuvering within it and just be right at the crate. Uh, you'll, you could be right at the stack of crates and then I might make it a spirit roll to see which, uh, if you end up at the right crate. Alright. Spirit? So, first, give me a coin shot roll, um, and add one for your stealth acrobatics. Coin shot is how many? Uh, so it'll be, I don't know if you upgraded that or not, I don't think you did. Uh, it'll be six dice. Six, where, where do I add that at? Uh, well, I wasn't sure if you had upgraded it or not, but you haven't yet. Oh, okay. Six dice? Alright. I got two fours, uh, two twos, and a five and a six. Or wait, no, no. Two fours, a one, a two, a five, and a six. Any sixes? I, I got, I got one six. Give, give me a spirit roll. Spirit roll, so seven? Uh, seven. I got two fours, uh, two twos, a three, a six, and a one. Okay, so you happen to shoot up into the sky, and you see one person, like, cover their eyes and, like, kind of follow your path, and you go right up to where the sun would have been, like, right there, and he stops looking like he kind of blinks a couple times and looks back down, and then you manage to come back down and land right in front of this row of, row of boxes. What I have done for this is I have rolled three dice, I chose the middling dice of the three as your difficulty, so give me a spirit roll of seven, and then we will see if you meet the difficulty that I rolled. Oh, wait, is this to, to open the crate or to land? To, to see if you land right where you need to. Oh, alright. But I got th four twos, two fours, and a five. Four twos? Yeah. Bad luck. I rolled a difficulty five. Ah! Oh, are three boxes away. So we are going to say that you have a negative uh, two die to your next... Negative one die. We'll say negative one die to your next attempt to stealth over and check the boxes. Okay. So I land three over. I'd probably... Still, can I see where that guy was? It was that seen me jump up. Make sure that I'm not gonna get immediately spotted before I try and get over to the crate that I need to. He has picked up a box and is heading towards the ship. There is somebody coming off of the ship who is not not carrying a box at the moment. Okay, so I would hurry up and scurry over to the correct box, and I would try. <laughs> And I'm going to try to get into the box, but I don't want to steal stuff out. I've changed my mind. I want in the box. Is this a box that's big enough for that? I, I, you, I didn't you want to like, climb in there and like hide? Yes. This yes. box is nowhere big enough. Okay, oh shoot. Unless you like emptied things out of it. Are you trying um, to like smuggle yourself out of uh, Alendel for yep. some reason? What? No, I'm trying to smuggle myself onto the boat, because if I feel like if I did that, that would be... That'd be like the best way to get away. Are you kidding me? They're on, they think they're on a boat. It's like reverse pirate. 
I mean, if that's the case, you could just, like, hang out on the side of the boat or even just follow along from the shore and then board it when nobody's looking. It what if I so excessive. <laughs> <laughs> what if I picked up what if I picked up the box and I just loaded it onto the boat acting as though like I'm you know, like, oh I'm one of the I'm one of the crew or whatever. Or is this is this area too uh aware? Um I I'm gonna need a final answer on what you wanna do before I describe any more outcomes. For right now? Um yeah, I mean I'll yeah, I, I'm. I'm gonna. You know what? Let's go back to it. Uh, back to the the crate. So I make it over there. I'm in front of the crate, and I see it, and I just grab it. The whole whole thing is this. How big is this? Am I able to grab it and just start steel running and get the yeah, hell out of there? Yeah, it's it's. You're able to carry it definitely, but it is a burden. So I'm gonna say, even with your steel running, you're not gonna go as quickly as you could if you were unencumbered, because this thing oh, is yeah. basically full filled with um. It's going to have various other things in it, but it's also got a, a fair weight in gold. Right on. So I'm going to do that, and I'm going to try to make my way out of the harbor and go uh, go back to the bar and uh, pay Bob a visit again and see if I can't uh, show him my appreciation a little bit. for. Okay, give me a roll of five. Or no, we will we will make it four, because we're gonna take away two for your you having to run over there and grab it, and then you get a plus one for your stealth acrobatics. So that'll be four dice, oh. which is their wits. Ooh, buddy. Ooh, Ooh buddy. I didn't get anything. I I didn't get anything. I got a six, a four, a two, and a three. All right. Well, uh, are you keeping that? Um. Yeah. Why not? Why not? All yes. Right, ooh, ooh, uh, what's the difficulty? Yet? No, you know what? I'm going to pay a spirit. I'm going to reroll. Eh, wait, 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 wait. No, I'm just going to stay with it. I'm just going to, yeah. Okay. The cards as, fall with me. as soon, like the minute that you start moving from where you were before, the guy on the, bow, on the boat points and says, Hey, what are you doing there? And then everybody turns and looks at you. I just uh, start brushing it off and then, like, shrug my shoulders, look at him, and then just start booking it as fast as I okay, can. Okay, so you still just grab the uh, crate and go? Yeah, yep, it's, we're full tilt right now. Oh, no. Okay, give me a roll of six. Six? Oh, boy. Okay, I got three fives, a two... Uh, and a six, and a three. Okay, the sailors didn't get anything to, um, to keep up with you, so you're able to make it away safely. I need one last spirit roll to beat out Palco's wits roller. He's gonna recognize you. Ooh, boy. Seven. I got two fives, a oh, six. Oh, you, your spirit would be six. Oh or no, six? you didn't you didn't spend it. Never mind. I'm sorry. Oh, um yeah, two, uh three threes, two fives, a six and a one. All right, you keeping it? Yeah, I'll keep that one. Okay. Um you know, we're going to leave it a mystery for right now as to whether he saw you or not. And All only right. I will know until the time comes.
Oh boy. So you uh you make it back to the bar uh the bar and you uh give Bob a little tip. Um uh would you just give him like uh, a helping of coins or would you maybe give him one of the bracers? How would you tip him? Well, how many bracers do I got? We'll I'd say give him I got 10. I, okay, 10. I'm going to give him 3 of them. All right, and he uh gives on a big toothy smile and he shakes your hand. And goes back to cleaning that one uh, spot on the bar, but this time he's whistling. Because he's happy. Yeah, I thought you could use something nice for that. Thanks a lot, Bob. You are, you're a real stand-up guy, you know that? Ah, you are also my friend. Come back anytime. Ah, uh, you know I'll be back. And then I just, like, do the finger guns at him and, and walk out the door and see if I can't go back to, um, I guess, uh, I guess... Tony's house. I, I'd have to have a spot to drop these because that's the whole thing that, like, I don't really have a base of operations since the falling out. No, you you really don't. Yeah, so I'd I'd have to uh, actually. Yeah, I would do that. I would do that. Is there? Let me ask you. Is there an attic at Tony's place? Is there some place in this house? Basically, I could start filling with like stolen loot that none of them know about. Um, I I think Wittens would eventually discover it. Ooh, okay. Alright, um... Like, even if you well, put it in the attic, unless you, like, found a really good place to hide it amongst Tony's stuff, uh, Wittens is a good enough butler that he would eventually find something that wasn't, like, nestled in with other stuff. So you couldn't ha- have, like, a treasure room unless it was right. sanctioned by Tony. May- Do you think that there would be a chance for me to get rid of two more of those, uh, bracers? And see if I can't talk him into looking the other way for the time being. Yeah. Uh, you can certainly try. Alright, let's let's do that. So I'm going to, like, go back to Tony's then, and, you know, I'm exhausted, sitting there, hands on my knees, bent over, and see Wittens, and I'm like, hey, Wittens! Well, before you get there, I'm going to need a wits roll. Ooh. So, that is four. I got two fours, a two, and a one. As you leave the bar, you notice that there was somebody across the street who kind of visibly, like, jumps just a little bit when he sees you leave. And then as you're walking down the street, you kind of turn and you see that he's casually strolling along behind you. At at a fair distance, trying not to be obvious, but with your good roll, like you can tell that like he obviously left as soon as you came out of the bar. Um. Oh boy. Uh oh. I would probably pick up the pace then and start running a little faster. Okay. Give me a physique roll. Can I get plus one for the uh, steel running? Um. Uh, if you want to do some coin shotting, you could do that. Okay, so then is that five? Uh, five dice. Uh-oh. I got two fours and three ones. Okay, yeah, so you, uh, you start throwing down a couple of, uh, clips, uh, giving yourself a little bit of purchase as you start picking up speed. Um, give me one more steel running. So is that five still? Yep. I didn't get anything that time. I got one, two, three, four, five. All right. Just as soon as you start to feel comfortable, 
with the amount of distance you put between him and yourself to where you might be able to weasel your way out and make it out of there, then you uh, suddenly feel yourself start to fall towards the ground and tumble through the air uh, as this giant net gets thrown from an alley and lands on top of you. Oh, no. Hey, listen, this isn't about the um, stolen teacup, is it? You're not working for Darkomancy, are you? <laughs> uh, the two guys from the alley who had thrown the net, they walk out as the other guy who was following you comes up from behind and you uh, recognize them as the former members of your thieving crew. Uh, all of them who have assorted wounds um, that you can tell, like one of them's got an arm in a sling from where you hit him with a coin. Uh, another one has a black eye from where it barely grazed and almost took his eye. And then uh, another one's got a giant black welt on his forehead. And they just kind of uh, look at you silently for just a moment. And then they pick up the ropes that were at the edge and bind the net around you and they start to drag you into the alley. Hey, guys, you're just the fellas I was looking for. Hey, I got a gift for you. You know what I just found on the docks? You'll never believe it. This is the craziest story. So they were basically getting rid of these things. Yeah, they was throwing them out, and I said, I'll take them. Hey, how have you guys been? Okay, so I'm, I'm assuming you pull one of the gold bracers out of your pocket at that point? <laughs> yeah, like I'm doing anything to try and schmooze my way out of this one. Okay, uh, give me a physique roll minus two. Oh, this is gonna be disastrous. So that's a total of two. Yeah, I got one and a two, so that's about as bad as he gets. Alright, you're gonna take another two points of damage. Oh no! Four points! And he's gonna kick it out of your hand, and um, your hand's gonna cramp up and you feel like it's great as it hit the ground on top of him trying to kick it out of there. One of them's going to pick up the steel bracer and look at it, and he's going to toss it to the guy with the big welt on his forehead who's going to put it in a bag, and they're going to um, just... They're, they're just going to start kicking you repeatedly. Uh, over what, over. you guys don't like gold? Are you more of a silver type? Hey, we can work something out. And uh, as you start to... Uh, your vision starts to go black at the corners of your vision. Sonichu flies down and like stands next to your head and says, Octon! Octon! And flaps his wings in You're an telling way. me, stupid bird. And like he kind of like pecks at the ground and then looks up in the air and looks at you expectantly. Hey, uh, Sonichu, go get some help. These guys aren't playing around. Clear! Clear! And he takes to the sky. And uh, right after you get that sentence out, you're going to take another blow to the head, give me another physique minus two. Ooh, physique minus two? So just two? Oh no, this isn't going to be good. I got a five and a four. I was thinking that was two fives for a minute. Okay, so you are going to take another two points of damage, and you are going to fall unconscious. Not from health, and you will take a small burden... We're going to give you a concussion, so arrow to the knee. Is that under serious burden? Um, I think the one needed to be grave. Well, because remember my arrow to the knee, though, I, I I paid to have that healed. Oh, that's right. Okay. So you've, you've got a concussion, and you fall unconscious. Um, you feel yourself kind of swirling 
you know, that, that feeling of falling right before you'd fall asleep. And then when you next have sensation again, you are staring at Luthadel before the Katasandra. Um, ash is falling from the sky and all of the buildings are covered in soot with the gray and the black and just disgusting looking from the constant ash falls. And there are echoing sounds all around you. And with a start, you realize that this is one of your worst memories that you're reliving as you are dumped right back into Luthadel during the siege with the Coloss appearing. And so you are standing outside of your home, which has been crushed by a boulder that was launched from outside of the city, and your parents are grabbing your hand and pulling you away. Okay, really quick, uh, Meta. Am I visit? Am I experiencing this from the direct perspective of like a relived memory? Yeah. With with like, it's so it's not going to be like the the Christmas Carol, basically. No, no. This is you're you you are basically in the mind of yourself as a seven year old. Okay. So I, I, I and and my you said that my parents just grabbed my hand after the house has been yeah closed. and they're they're leading you away, um talking about heading further into the city to try and find safety. What's going on? What happened to our house? We we have to leave now. It's not safe for us here. We we have to go to the venture mansion. I'm scared, mommy. And she uh she squeezes your hand a little tighter, and you hear uh screams in the distance, and you look over that way. And standing in the middle of the street with a giant, wicked-looking sword is a ten-foot-tall, massive coloss who is swinging his sword with abandon, cutting down ska soldiers left and right. Whenever his sword collides with the building, the building starts to shatter. You can see the open gate behind him from where they have broken through and are just laying waste to everything around them. And your uh, your father picks you up and starts to carry you, and you run off, and you make it to the uh, Venture Mansion, where there's uh, just so many refugees, and you can see inside the main ballroom as you're ushered into one of the side areas where a command center has been set up. And as you're standing there, um, your parents seem to relax a little bit, even as your mother cries and holds you close to her, and you feel at least a little bit safer. But as the night goes on and hours pass... You hear the noises of battle grow closer and closer and closer until finally it's at the gates and you realize that there is no place for safety. And so the Coloss break down the gates and enter the keep and all of the guards scramble to try and defend the, the, the command center and try and defend the refugees who have made it there. But you, you get the feeling that it's only a matter of time. Are these bad people here to steal? I hate thieves, mommy. They're, they don't they don't know what they're doing. They're mindless beasts filled with rage. They've they've never brought anything good to anybody. I need a, I need something to eat and drink right now. Where's daddy? We well, there's no food. He's he should be here soon. He he said that he just had to talk to somebody about something and then he'd be back with us. Aw, well, hey, at least this little bird egg that I've been keeping warm and incubating hasn't gotten broken. You've done a very good job, and I am so proud of you, and you keep that bird safe, okay? Uh, as you look over and you see that Coloss are breaking down the gates, and they're climbing the walls, and people are getting more and more scared uh, from your vantage up above, uh, you look down, and you see your father 
taking a helmet and the armor off of a fallen guard as he puts it on, and he walks towards the rest of the group who's fighting fighting the Coloss in the main entryway. And you can see that his hand is actually shaking where he's holding the spear, but he has a determined look in his eye, and he keeps walking forward towards where all of the fighting is going on. Daddy, don't steal. Thieves are bad. And as you say that, your mother kind of looks over and sees what he's doing, and she shrieks, and she uh, pushes you to the side, and she says, You need to stay here, no matter what. Stay here and stay safe. And she leaves, and she runs down the stairs, and she runs, and she goes to your father, who kind of shakes her off and points to where all of the fighting is going on and all of the men are falling who are trying to protect them. And he points at her, and he points at himself, and he lifts his spear, and he turns around and he starts charging towards the Coloss. And he, uh, your mother kind of falls to her knees and starts sobbing in the middle of the, the uh, hallway that she's in. And your father runs forward and actually sticks his spear into the back of a Coloss and rams it in there enough that he's not able to pull it off again. But all that really does is make the Coloss angrier. And it turns around, and with a casual swipe of its sword, your father falls to his knees, his head no longer connected to his shoulders, and just falls down dead right in front of you and your mother. I would just be silent and have the a look of a thousand yards there. And the moment kind of hangs in the air. Like, you, you feel your breath stop, your heart stop, and even the ash in the air seems to stop falling for a moment as this memory crystallizes in your mind and replays over and over, even in that moment. And the next couple of minutes are similar, as the Coloss overpower more and more, and you hear people yelling to a man named Doxon, who stands up at the top of one of the the piles of rubble from where they caved into the battle room, and he grabs a sword, he tries to fight, but it's not long before he falls as well, and there's just chaos and confusion, and in that confusion you see a piece of the wall crumble onto the crowd where your mother was, and you can do nothing but run and hide and do your best to remain small, and you feel this small well of power open up inside you as you're crying. And as you open your eyes again, through the tears, you can see blue lines connecting you to different different pieces of metal around the room. And as a coloss turns to you, you pick up one of those pieces of the metal and you throw it in the air and you push on that line and it sends the metal flying through the air and it clatters on the ground 10, 20 feet away. And the coloss turns towards that sound and runs towards it, trying to find its next prey, leaving you alone and safe, but without your parents. I would just probably sit there um, in absolute shock by the overload of everything that's going on around me and by this strange sensation that I've never experienced before. And I would probably, at that time, be so overcome with a myriad of emotions that I would just somberly uh, almost like sleepwalking play with that sensation because it's the only thing that doesn't hurt at that time yeah that's uh, that's how you, you keep yourself sane and keep yourself connected even as everyone around you is slaughtered 
is you just you start to discover this new power and what it can do and what changes it has on you. And you even manage to use it to help protect yourself a couple more times as the night goes on. And you discover this new power within you that has only awoken after this great tragedy happened. And then when you get towards the end of that night, you blink and you feel yourself falling, falling once more like you're just on the edge of sleep. And when you blink open your eyes, you're back in that alleyway covered by the net. And you see at the end of the alley the welcome and familiar figure of Falcone with Sonichu on his shoulder. And as you slip back out of consciousness one more time, you just put a small smile on your face that somebody came. And when you wake up, you are back in Tony's house. Uh, you no longer have any of the bracers, but you have all of the rest of your stuff, and you are recovering from the wounds that were put on you by your old thieving crew. And then we'll just stop there for the night. I think that uh, wraps up our episode fairly nicely. Yeah, that, that was that was some good uh, backstory to someone who just comes across as kind of a crass and, and hardened individual, kind of gives them a little more of a softer side and explains their the reasons why they, they are the way that they are. Character development. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, I think that was a lot of fun. A little bit of uh, a little bit of shenanigans, a little bit of uh, emotional breakdown, and then back bring it all back home. It's got a good feeling to it, and my parents both got slaughtered. <laughs> you know, for some reason, that seems to happen in these podcasts. Yeah, yeah. It's a tragic. It's a tragic tale that still has some happiness to it. Wouldn't be a role playing game uh, without a couple cliches and character development. It's a must. All right. Well, thank you to everybody for joining us tonight. We will catch you up. Uh, catch up with you again in two weeks when we have another solo episode. But until that time, I hope you've enjoyed. Uh, we don't use any way to advertise the show, so if you could sp- tell your friends, you know, especially any Sanderson friends, tell them that you've got that really cool Mistborn show that you've been listening to, and you know that's that we would really appreciate that because that's how we can grow the show, and get our uh, message out there to more people, and hopefully make everybody's day a little brighter. So uh, we'll see you in two weeks. Catch you next time. Bye. Mistborn and all related properties are owned by Brandon Sanderson and Dragonsteel Entertainment. The Mistborn Adventure Game, the Alloy of Law Supplement, and the Masks of the Past Supplement are owned by Crafty Games. Special thanks to Steve Argyle for letting us use his artwork for the logo, and to Boardroom Design for putting the logo together for us. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, and YouTube at LLOS Podcast, or join our Discord community. We hope that you'll give us a five-star review on iTunes or whatever podcast provider you use. And make sure you tell a friend who loves Brandon Sanderson. Thanks for listening. Tune in next time.